Father in heaven, we thank you for today. Thank you for bringing us together. What a privilege to be ministered to by other saints. And Lord, even as we've gathered here this morning, I ask that your word would be effective in each of our hearts. Father, that even the humble vessels through which you might use your spirit to deliver your word uh, might be overlooked and that the scripture would be focused upon intently, that it would be taken by each one of us this week throughout the day, uh, the days of the week in order to live lives that is a spiritual service of worship for your glory and for the good of your church. Lord, we pray your blessing upon this morning and that we might be used of you to magnify Christ, in whose name we pray, amen. I want to look at a word that is not even in the Bible, uh, in the original languages and even how it might be translated to modern language, the word adore. It's not in there, but it really helps us to understand what is worship, what is praise, adoring, uh, praise and adoration of our Lord and Savior Christ, our Creator God, and the Holy Spirit that indwells. Uh, it's to express homage, reverence, and there are a few forms and modes of adoration that we can find in the Old Testament. A couple of examples in Exodus chapter 3, when God appeared to Moses in the burning bush and said, you are standing on holy ground, take your shoes off. He said, do not come near here, remove your sandals from your feet, for the place in which you're standing is holy ground. Uh, and in Joshua chapter 5, the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you're standing is holy. As the pre-incarnate Christ reveals himself to Joshua prior to entering the promised land to conquer, he reveals himself to Joshua and uh, in the presence of the Lord, take off your shoes and be uh, honoring and adoring to God. There's also examples of prostrating oneself on the ground, falling face first. In Genesis 17, Abram is 99 years old. The Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. I don't know what your reaction or mine might be if the Lord appeared to any one of us and said these words, but Abram's response was very clear. He fell on his face. And God talked to him, an amazing thing that God would speak face to face with a man. In Psalm 95, come let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our maker. In Isaiah 44 and Isaiah 46, just the idea of false worship and false uh, adoration, bowing down before idols of wood and precious metals and the futility of it. In Psalm chapter 2, we read of proper adoration, kiss the sun is the phrase, to adore, to worship him, to do homage to, or to kiss the sun that he not become angry and you perish in the way. Again, praise and adoration, worshiping our Lord, we were about to do that through music, even as we sing, playing of instruments, raising our voices, making a joyful noise unto him. Uh, they're all opportunities for us to worship the Lord. And these may be what praise and adoration look like and help provide some definition of the terms as, as we look at worship. But why is God worthy of worship? Why is he worthy of adoration? And as the high school youth are 
familiar. I have a list of seven reasons for why God is good and worthy of worship and praise. God's great accomplishments. In Deuteronomy 10, verse 21, we read, You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him and cling to him. You shall swear by his name. He is your praise and he is your God who has done these great and awesome things for you which your eyes have seen. Your fathers went down to Egypt, 70 persons in all. And now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars of heaven. Just considering the great accomplishments that God wrought through the nation Israel in bringing them down to Egypt in the midst of a famine and bringing them out a great nation. Second, God's righteousness. In Psalm 7 we read, I will give thanks to the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to his name, to the name of the Lord Most High. His righteousness, his worthiness. In Psalm 18, verse 3, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. We worship him because he is worthy. We worship him because of his power. In Psalm 21, verse 13, be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. We worship him, yes, but we can worship his power uh, as one of his characteristics. God's deliverance, fifth, Psalm 40, opening verses, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. He put a new song in my mouth and a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. Why will they fear and trust in the Lord? Because of our worship of who he is and his deliverance, his power, his worthiness, his righteousness, his accomplishments, yes, and God's help and his word. Firstly, his help. Psalm 42, why are you in despair, O my soul, and why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence, just his presence. The indwelling Holy Spirit in you as a believer is a help and is a reason for us to worship him. And lastly, his word, even as we are reading different passages from his word, and we read about who he is and what is required of us and how we can properly worship him. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. We can praise his word, praise him. For his word, in God I have put my trust, I shall not be afraid. What can mere man do to me? When trials mount, when opposition comes, do we trust in his word and see his deliverance, see his word, how it puts our fears rightly oriented from man to God? His accomplishments, his righteousness, his worthiness, his power, God's deliverance, God's help, and God's word. Seven more reasons why we should worship, praise, and adore God and God alone, why he is worthy of worship. His loving kindness, truth, and faithfulness we find in Psalm 57 and Psalm 89. I will give thanks to you, O Lord. I will sing praises to you among the nations, for your loving kindness is great to the heavens and your truth to the clouds. I will sing of the loving kindness of the Lord forever. To all generations, I will make known your faithfulness with my mouth. For I have said, loving kindness will be built up forever. In the heavens, you will establish your faithfulness, his loving kindness, his truth, his faithfulness. 
his wonders in Psalm 89. The heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the holy ones. His greatness, his splendor, his majesty, strength, and beauty we find in Psalm 96. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are mere idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Fourthly, God's great and awesome name and holiness. In Psalm 99, we read, Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. God's goodness. In Psalm 135, we read, Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to his name, for it is lovely. His name is lovely, but we praise him because he is good. And you see, even in your trials this morning, the goodness of the Lord blessing you along the way. Sixth, God's intent for praise. It is good and appropriate for us to do so. In Psalm 147, we read, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is becoming. God's mighty deeds, lastly, in Psalm 150, verse 2, we read, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty expanse. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And he tells us once again, praise the Lord. And time fails us. We could read so much more about his provision for his people in Isaiah and the book of Joel. His answer to prayer when Daniel asked to know what Nebuchadnezzar's dream was, not just what it meant in Daniel 2. Even Nebuchadnezzar, when he lived out one of his dreams, going out and losing his mind after his senses were restored, he worshiped God for his true works and just ways, it says in Daniel chapter 4. His revelation to certain persons throughout history, giving us the very word that we can worship him for his miraculous power seen throughout the Gospels, his divine healing even working through the early church to confirm the apostles and prophets, God's gracious salvation, the reason why we are even here this morning. If you are here in this auditorium, in this seat, saved because of your salvation, so great a salvation you've been given, what a great reason to worship him that we might be able to enjoy all eternity in his presence, worshiping, praising him, and adoring him.